Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Welcome, guardians, and I'm glad that you've brought some newbies with you as well, assistant guardians, to the land of Ancora. Ancora is a marvelous place. As you can see from some of the pictures that we've got, this is the marketplace down near the harbor, for example. Uh, later on, you're going to see a picture of my house. Uh, you'll see all sorts of wonderful sights. Ancora is a marvellous city that is lit by the spire of light, which I'm going to explain a little bit more about in a moment. But first of all, can I introduce you to Swift, sorry, Swift, Swift is the most amazing person. She is full of energy, full of enthusiasm, she's quite strict with me, and she, yeah... Because I have to be kept in order a little bit, to be fair. Too true, my friends. Too true. Uh, But she is great at explaining things. Really good at that. Really good at that. So, welcome to Swift. Give a big round of applause for Swift. Thank you very much. May I also introduce uh, my partner in gloriousness here. This is the Shiner. Can everyone say, hello, Shiner. There we go. Now, as you can tell, just from looking at this Guardian's face, He's full of wit, creativity, wisdom, and he knows the story of the saga inside out. If you ever have a question, the shiner is the one to ask, and there is no doubt that you will probably get the answer back in rhyming couplets. That's how talented (laughs) this guardian is. (laughs) (laughs) So, between us, we have been leading the troops. A few years ago, the city of Ancora was attacked by the Great Shadow. They took all of the treasures from our treasure shelf, which were powering the spire of light, which in turn was powering the city. We, the guardians in the city, were bereft and distraught. So we have been sending new guardians out. We've been training them to go and find the treasures so that we can put them back in our city where they belong. So our guardians were given clues every day by the firebugs that live in Shiner's Lantern. And Shiner's Lantern would give us clues. We'd search for the story treasures, and the story treasures were put in their rightful place on the treasure shelf. So the first treasure that we found was this one, the angel. What on earth was the angel for? Can anyone remember? Anyone remember anything about the angel who was there? Go for it, Chloe. The angel came to Mary. Anyone remember that story? Round of applause. Round of applause for the guardians. Excellent. And then the second story treasure was this rather big baby and a little lamb. Huge baby, tiny sheep. What was that story about? Anyone remember a story with a baby and a sheep? Chloe's on it. 
Baby Jesus was born and the news was proclaimed first by all the hosts of heaven to a bunch of stinky shepherds up in the hills. What about the next one? The third one was this 180 pointing up. It was not just about playing darts, was it? That treasure. What else was it about? Anyone remember why we were... Who's up there? Who was kind of everywhere, but also thought vaguely up there? Father God. Jesus, when he was a grown-up, taught us how we can talk to Father God. And then the next day was this one, the cross. The cross. Happy day or sad day? What do we think? Oh, yeah. It was a really sad... That was a sad Thursday in the Holiday Club in, in Ancora, wasn't it? We learned that part of God's plan for Jesus was that he would have to die. We're going to talk about that a bit more later. And then we had the arrow pointing upwards. What was that about? It was a much happier day, wasn't it? We had party food. We had party poppers. We had cakes with icing on. It was incredible because we were celebrating that three days after he was killed, Jesus came back to life again as part of God's plan for us to be friends with God forever. Incredible. We're going to find out more about the stories later on. But as you can see from the video, we had lots of fun and games during the week. So... With your permission, we'll try out some fun and games now. Is that okay? Anyone up for a little bit of fun and games? There's the odd nod around the room. If you're avoiding eye contact with me, that's a dangerous plan, okay? So just be warned. We're going to have a game in which we're going to try and recognise some people. We're going to divide into two teams. So over here we have the fiery firebugs. And over here we have the awesome and anchorites, okay? So fiery firebugs, uh, give me a cheer after three. One, two, three. Okay, I think it might be quite easy to top that. Do you want to try that? The awesome anchorites, go. Three. Yes, okay, brilliant. So you guys, you've got to make up some ground here, just letting you know. There are going to be five questions. I'm going to pose two questions to each team, and then the final one may be a tiebreaker. We shall see how it goes. What I'd like you to do is to look at the clue on the screen and then let us know who you think that person is. Okay, so first picture is for the fiery firebugs. Who? Upsy Daisy! (laughs) Ethan knows this one, partly because he was already here this morning. So good job. Well paid attention, Ethan. Excellent. So one point, fiery firebugs. Let's give him a round of applause. Go firebugs! So, still to play for. Next clue, please. Who is this person? Whose pout is that? Justin Bieber! Round of applause for the awesome anchorites. Okay, so one point each. Next one for the fiery firebugs. Whose smouldering eyes are they? Zach Efron! Good job! Round of applause. Well recognised. Okay, next one, awesome anchorites. Oh, no! What do we do with that point? It's the right answer for the wrong team. You've just given a point away, Ethan. Aren't you a generous and kind boy? Well done. Two points each. Two each. Okay, Fab. So this is the tie break. So to all, to the decider requires each team to send one person to the microphone to give the answer first. Okay, so in a moment the clue will come up. Someone from each team needs to run up and speak the answer into the microphone. First person will be the winner. The clue is going to come after three, 
two, one. Middleton. Yay! Kate Middleton as was. Yes. Competitive adults, that's what I like. That's fab. So, can we have a huge round of applause for the fiery firebugs who win our game? Woo! Woo! And this for the anchorites. <laughs> that was one of Sorry, our favorite guys. things all week. <laughs> now, as winners of that game, you get a special prize actually. You get to sing the Firebug song. Okay? The Firebug song, I'm going to teach it to you now. It's very easy. It goes like this. Small firebug, bright firebug, little ball of light. Show me firebug, treasure firebug, left or right. John, we know you're a good singer, so you need to carry the team. Okay. All right. So if we sing Jim. it well enough, then the firebugs are going to give me a clue as to what the next story treasure is. So, ready? And small fire... No, start again. And small firebug bright, firebug little ball of light. Show There's three people on the back row not trying. So let's do it one more time. Ready? Two, three... And small firebug bright, firebug little ball of light. Show me firebug treasure, firebug left or right. Very good. Fabulous. Were they good? Let me listen. What? Oh, you sure? Okay. Well, normally they give me paper clues to hand out with puzzles on but this time they've just said three strange words to me nick lacks twig nick lacks twig nick hasn't got a twig uh, apparently that's what i have no idea what that oh hang on oh apparently it's an anagram that means you have to jumble the letters up and see if you can make something that makes more sense than Nick lacks twig. Hmm, now that's difficult. Hmm. Any ideas? Any ideas? What do you think? What do you think another word for twig is? What's another word for twig? Stick. Someone's just said stick. That's good. Stick. Can we make the stick out of some of those letters? We can, can't we? S, s, t, i, curly, cur, kicking, cur, stick. So what letters have we got left? And what word can we make out of that? Scarlet can't even spell and she knows the answer. She knows the answer. Walking Amazing. stick. That is a walking stick. So it seems that we have to find a walking stick. Now, as the Guardians will know, the story treasure's hidden somewhere in the room, so we have to find it. So could anybody find a walking... Could you go, go and find Guardians. a... Go Alicia, could you go and find... You need to go and find... Go Mimi. Mimi. Could you go, go and find Ethan. a walking stick, Anyone, please? in fact, below the age of 18. Could you go and find a walking stick? You could be the one to find the story treasure, the walking stick. Any, any ideas? Have we got a Nick with a stick? Oh, there it is. Yay! Oliver, well done! Hey, Bring gosh. it to the front. Good job! 
Oh, you saw it already. Good, eyes open. Very good. Good. And me? Oh. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, whenever we find the story treasure, usually, well, usually what happens is that we get a visit from a marvelous, well, should I say fabulous lady, don't we? What's her name? Fabula. Fabula. So we just have to wait for the music. Fabula? Oh. Where is she? Is she coming? Fabula is in the building. So if you want to hear her story, come sit on the carpet. Young and old. The closer you are, the better the story is. Speak to the mic, is that better? My voice can echo all through the halls of Ankara. I come this morning to share with you the story from my very special golden storybook. So listen up very carefully and you will hear Gold come out when I open the book. Are you ready? Did you hear it? Listen better then. Ready to go for this amazing story that follows on from what I told you in the week. Talking and walking. Walking and talking. The two men travelled afar from Jerusalem to Emmaus. It was a long, long, long journey on foot. And because the two men were followers of Jesus, there was plenty to talk about. Like the rumour that some of his friends had seen him alive again. So talking and walking, talking and walking, they did it again. They made their way and then suddenly a stranger appeared and started to talk and walk and walk and talk with them. They explained, they said Jesus was a prophet sent from God. He did amazing things, and many of us thought he was the special one. God promised to save us from our enemies, but the religious leaders sentenced him to death. The Romans killed him on a cross, and all our hopes died with him. That was three days ago. But this morning, some women went to visit his tomb. And his body was not there. Better still, the angel told them that Jesus was dead no more. He was alive. 
the stranger listened. And then, talking and walking, and walking and talking, he told the two men what he thought. You sound surprised. Isn't that what the prophet said would happen to the special one? If this Jesus died and came alive again, that surely shows the special one that you have been waiting for. At last, talking and walking, walking and talking, they came to Emmaus. It's really late. Come, they said to the stranger, come, stay and eat with us. So, before they ate, they said to the stranger, would you please give thanks for what we're going to eat? He said, certainly. And as he took the bread on the table, he bowed his head and he prayed. So, taking and eating and eating and taking, the two men knew who this was. It was no stranger because they knew that this was Jesus in their house, talking, eating with them. He was alive. But before they could say a thing, he had gone. He had disappeared. He simply was not there any more. And they were left alone to wonder. We need to tell somebody about this, they said. We need to go quickly. And they hurried back to Jerusalem. This time, not talking, not walking, but running and jumping for joy. I thank you, Fabula, for our story. Goodbye, farewell, I go back to the mountains. Thank you. I like to take my time to have my moments. I like to do it. Thank you, Fabula, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you so much, Fabula, for all those fantastic stories. So... So, the disciples met Jesus after he'd come back to life. They did. But isn't it incredible? They didn't recognize him when they saw him. No, but they did when they shared the bread yes. later on. Just like, do you remember when we shared the scones, on, or scones as some people like to say, on Thursday? Do you remember doing that when we made this bread and we shared it out? That's when they recognised Jesus, when they did that. They did. And then they also realised that he had managed to explain the whole story of the saga to them on the road. So does that, that story, does that begin with the angel? Well, it goes back a bit further than that, doesn't it, Shiner? Because the story starts with a father God who decided that he wanted to create the heavens and the earth. And as part of him creating the heavens and the earth, he made people. He was like the good artist who drew a perfect universe, perfect animals and plants and perfect human beings to be in his perfect universe. But do you know what happened? I think some of us do. Those perfect human beings chose to go their own way. They'd been drawn perfectly by the good artist, but they chose to stain themselves, to get themselves all splotched 
with paint that shouldn't be on there. And then they realized that actually, now that they'd done it, they couldn't take the paint back off. They tried for years and years and years, everything they could think of, to try and clean themselves off. But then all of their efforts were in vain. And then Father God decided it was time for him to intervene. He wanted to be able to clean his children those that he'd made, so that he could be friends with them forever. And that's where the angel comes in. Ah, right. So, can anyone remember who got to talk to the angel? Who was it we said before? You said it before, didn't you, Chloe? The angel came to a girl, not even a full-grown woman, a girl called Mary, who was sitting somewhere one day, very excitedly waiting to get married to a man called Joseph. And then the angel came absolutely terrifying, told her not to be too afraid because he had good news for her that she had been chosen to carry the Holy Spirit who would grow in her, Jesus, the Son of God. And what we learned from that treasure, Shiner, was that God's chosen us too. He's chosen us to carry inside of our bodies his presence, the promised Holy Spirit, so that we can live with him. So... So then Jesus was born, and that's the second treasure. What does that mean? The big baby, the big baby Jesus with the little sheep. We remembered then that the angels came to announce his birth, first to the shepherds, but through them to the whole world, that this baby, this Jesus in Mary's tummy, this baby who had grown to a boy and a man, was the son of God. And that through his life, he would teach us how to be friends with God and that there's going to be a plan for his death. And, and that hand is about him teaching us. Is that right? Yes, you're right. When he was a grown-up, he went around teaching everyone about Father God, teaching them the, the best way to live and to be friends with Father God. And one of those things we learned about was, can anyone remember? We've talked about that. Pointing up to Father God in heaven, he taught us how to pray. He taught us how that it's okay. We can call Father God our Father. We can love him as a father. He loves us as a child. We can say that we'd like to be part of his plan in the universe. We can tell him all kinds of things that I'm getting slightly distracted from right now. If Daddy could please come and help, that would be just <laughs> epically incredible. And um, he taught us how to live the right way with the people around us. Amazing. But Jesus wasn't liked by everybody, was he? That's true. He didn't just make friends while he was teaching everyone about Father God. He also made some enemies. And those enemies decided that what Jesus taught was so dangerous and so different to what they'd heard and what they thought Father God was like that they would have to kill him. And so we learned on day four, didn't we? It was a really sad, sad day. We kind of left Angkor that day feeling pretty sad. And some children, for the first time, realized what it was Jesus had done. He died so that all of those things that we'd splotched on ourselves after the good artists had made us, he could wash all those things off of us with his blood so as, that he shed as he died. And we, we did. We ate those scones and drank that squash that day to remind us of what God's done for us. Imagine right now, all of us in this room, we've just eaten a scone. Imagine you've just eaten a scone. Go on. Does it have raisins or not raisins? Choose. No raisins. Might be a cheesy scone. Any kind of scone. Choose your scone. Plain, raisins, or cheese. Now, you swallowed it, but imagine some is caught in your tooth. All right? Put your tongue on that little scone. All right? Now, 
Put your tongue there, remind yourself that crumb in your tooth, that's Jesus' body that he broke for you. Next time you're cleaning your teeth, next time you get something stuck in your teeth, you can remember as part of Jesus' body broken for you so that you can know Father God and be friends with him forever. We also had squash, didn't we? And the way we did it with squash, it doesn't, squash doesn't get caught in your teeth, does it? So what we did was we, we drank a bit of squash first and then we kept a bit of squash in our mouths and then pulled it up. Then we made a little puddle of squash. Everyone do that now. Make a little pool with your tongue. Like a whole of squash. And we held it there for just a few seconds, just to remind ourselves that that represents Jesus' blood that he gave so that we could be washed clean and be friends with Father God forever. So next time you're having a drink, hold a little bit in your tongue. And remember Jesus' blood. And then the arrow, which meant that was that Jesus came back to life. That was an amazing day. What a great story. Wasn't it? We had so much fun that day because that day was an amazing celebration. Although the day before it seemed so sad, we made, we made tombs that day, I think, to remember that Jesus had been buried, that he was dead. It's not like he pretended to die and then came and go, oh, everyone, I've come back to life. No, he was dead. He was killed. But the power of God at work in him raised him to life. And as a result of him coming back to life, we can choose to be drawn again by the good artist. We can choose to accept that he's done that for us. We can be clean. We can live the rest of our lives in friendship with Father God. Isn't it amazing? Fantastic. Isn't it ludicrous? Isn't it amazing? It's amazing. And then today... We've got the walking stick. What do we think the walking stick could mean? Anybody got any ideas? What could the walking stick mean? (laughs) I think it means that we can walk next to Jesus. It's true. It's true. That we can talk to Jesus when we're walking and talking. That's what Fabula said, isn't it? Walking and talking. And we can get to know Jesus more. And we can find out more about how much he loves us and what he's done for us. And then that makes us really happy. And then we can go out and tell lots of other people. I think it also means that for some of us in this room today, Jesus has been walking with us for a while. We've been walking along the road. We've been chatting to someone or we've been chatting with our friends and we haven't recognized who it is who's joined us. But actually, Jesus has been walking with us for a while. And what he'd really like us to recognize today, maybe it's in our life in general, maybe it's specific situations. Jesus would really like us to recognize him, would really like us to recognize that he is there with us in our circumstances that he really wants to explain to us his story of how what, what we're going through right now is part of his story, his story of glory. Okay, so lots to do. Lots that he'd love to do in us. Well, one of the things that we've been doing during the week is singing a song that helps to remind us of all these things, summing all these things up. It's a great song. We love singing it all week, and we'd really like you to join in with us. Obviously, it involves you doing some actions. So just put away those thoughts that go, oh. 
Put, it, put them away. Just put them to one side. Leave them on the chair next to you. I would like you to stand up and release your inner child and join in with us as we sing Guardians of Angkor. Are you ready, girls? Are you ready? It's fantastic. Really good. Okay, do you remember this? Please sit down. And well done, newbies, for joining in there. They did really well. You were looking this way, but they did really well. Okay. What's this? Loved the world so much that he gave his only son that everyone who believed believed in him will not die but have eternal life. Okay, well done, well done. 
to help you remember this verse, we're going to teach you the actions. So if you're able, please stand up and we'll do the actions together. For God loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not die but have eternal life. Okay. Okay, could you face them? them. See how good they are at it. Okay, come on, guys. We need to really show the, show the guardians that you've learned this. So, ready? One, two, three. For God loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not die but have eternal life. Okay, guardians, how did they do? Good, well done. You've got the seal of approval from the guardians. You may sit down. Thank you. Well done. Swift. That just leaves us really to do our prayer drill, doesn't it, before we do a bit more singing. So we're going to do it slightly differently this time round. What we're going to try, um, I've got some balloons here. I've got some pens. What I'd like us to do, if we like balloons, we're really welcome to do this. If we're not a big fan of balloons, we can do this without the balloons. But I'd like us to blow up a balloon and then write on it two or three things that we're really thankful to Father God for. It could be something about Father God. It could be anything else that you think is brilliant about him. And then we're going to um, do some batting up prayers with these a bit later. If balloons are not your thing, then please feel free to get together with the people around you in twos and threes. Talk about what you are grateful to God for today and maybe chat to Father God a bit about that as well. We've got about three or four minutes to uh, do some balloon prayers or some non-balloon prayers depending on how we feel inclined okay so let's have a bit of music and um, the balloons are coming around so think of two or three things you're really grateful to father god for today okay so we're going to do our prayer drill in a moment but for now if you could just stand up if you'd like to we're going to do prayer keepy uppy all right so what we're going to do look at hannah keepy uppy with the head you could use your hand your head your bottom, anything you like. Um, try and keep your balloon in the air. Every time you have to bat it up, say thank you to Father God. All right, so this is like sporty praying. All right, so lots of thanks to Father God. See how many keepy-uppies you can do. Thank you, Father God. Wow, there are some very large thank yous going up right now. Brilliant. How many have you got, Jack? You're doing very well. Oh, no, I just put you off. She was doing so many. Oh, good job, Steve. What a lot of thanks. That's wonderful. Okay, do your last two. And then hold your balloon between your knees. While we do our prayer drill. So hold your balloon between your knees if you feel that's a constructive thing to do right now. So we're just going to put helmets on. On. Breastplate on. Boots on. And hands out. See what we can catch.
And if it helps you to be not distracted, do close your eyes if that's going to help you concentrate on Father God. So, Father God, thank you so much for our time together today. Thank you that you love us so much that you sent your son Jesus for us so that we can be friends with you forever. Thank you that you can come and fill our minds and our hearts and our bodies and give us the power by your spirit to walk with you every day and live for you. And I wonder if Father God wants to say to a couple of people here, there's a a line in a song we're about to sing which says, you um, bring our chaos back into order. And I feel like for some of us here, Father God would like to say, read my word. It gives you the tools. Where you feel like there is some chaos, read my word. And I wonder if he's pointing some of us to the book of Romans where we can learn how to bring peace back into relationships. So where we feel there's chaos in relationships. Let's go to the book of Romans, where Father God gives us the tools to be bringers of peace where there isn't peace. Even when we're feeling really upset about it, in the middle of our upsetness, God gives us tools like forgiveness. He gives us tools like honouring each other. He gives us tools like kindness. So if you feel like that's particularly spoken to you, do get prayer with someone at the end. But for now, we're going to do our sword, amen. Paul showed it earlier. Draw your Amen. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.